Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G. With me is none other than Mikey Maximus the Furnicus Charette. Yes. <laughs> what's up? What's up? What's up? Yes. Yeah, I added a little bit to it, a little flair there. Words. Uh, Sounded great. You know, Mikey, which we uh, we had agreed upon, Max. Mm-hmm. But I switched it to Maximus for a little bit of gladiator flair. And then yeah. Furnace, but I changed it to Furnicus because it went with Maximus. So yeah. don't worry. Like I said, we'll get there where it'll be uh, 20 lines long. And cool. people will turn their channel before I even finish your Sweet. name. So, <laughs> per- yes, that's what we're going for. That's what we're okay. going for. Uh, because we go for the opposite of what every other radio show does. <laughs> Um, over the weekend, Mike, I was deliberating to myself how the show went. That's what I was... Well, you know what? I'm sorry. Let me backtrack. I didn't even ask how you're doing, Mike. How are you doing? Girl, come on! I'm pretty good. I, uh, There was hesitation there, Mike. There was hesitation. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about a number. I was thinking maybe, like, I'm about an 8 out of 10. But, oh, that's uh, pretty good, though. I'm a, I think I'm an 8 and a half. That's good coffee wow. this morning. Wow, I yeah. it's rare that I get to an eight and a half. So true. I'm pretty much a I'm a steady C type of guy, you know. You tell me okay. it's going to be somewhere between a, like a six and a seven and a half most of the time. Which okay. I mean, honestly, all things considered, in the world, I should say like a ten, but I'm ungrateful. So you know, like I mean, most of us are. You know, really, if I compare yeah. myself to like somebody to do in New Orleans right now. Yeah, I'm a 10. Uh, You know, like, come on. I don't have anything to complain about, you know, but still, before we came on the air, I was complaining about direct deposit slips. Like, that's like that's hard. (laughs) They are annoying, though. They are annoying. That's but yeah, I mean, but still, like, I mean, comparatively, lose your house, lose all of your possessions. Oh, I had to fill out a direct deposit slip. That, uh, yeah, mas or menos, you know, yeah. Girl, come on. Anywho. Anywho, that's good. I'm glad that you have the correct perspective on things, Mike. That's good. Eight and a half. I like it. I like it. I'm trying. I'm trying. Well, I was trying to better my mood by thinking about our show. That's what I normally do. I deliberate over the show, and I say, what what was a positive of the show? What was a negative of the show? That's a fact. And I was looking at our analytics, by the way, Virginia Beach and Seoul, Korea. Those were some big numbers in those those two areas for some reason last week. And I was asking myself, what was it for the people in Virginia Beach and Seoul, Korea, that was, they were really digging last show? And I came to the conclusion that it was our animal fighting question. That's what it was. It was mm. the spider monkey and tigers. They were like, yeah. it's they were intrigued, you know? Mm-hmm. And, by the way, there's no way I can actually support that with the analytics. I just wanted that to nope. be the reason. So, Mike, I thought, what better way to start our show this week than just to dive in? Just animal showdown questions the whole time. Yeah. You know? Perfect. Good. 
Good. Okay, I'm going to come out <laughs> swinging with the first question here. This is going to this is a a big one. How many right. humans would it take in a UFC style ring to take out a grizzly bear? Hmm. No weapons. Hand to hand combat. How many? How many right. humans? Serious answer to this. I'm going to go with tw- between 12 and 15. Not 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 an exaggeration, Mike. The number I have down on my paper 12. 12. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> I have 12. Cuz you think yeah. about Now, I mean, listeners, if you've never been around a grizzly bear, they're beefy. They are oh, yeah. some big I I went to this uh, the wild animal sanctuary in Colorado one time and they have like all these different animals you know that they got from bad situations like circuses and things like that. Right. And I I came up on a grizzly bear. I didn't even really notice he was right beside me, but he was like right beside me uh, on the other side of the fence. And then I turned around, and that dude was enormous. That's a fact. Like this was like a full grown male, uh, huge, like uh, right around eight hundred pounds. Just wow. Yeah. So I mean, like you got one of those things. It's gonna be like twelve, probably. Yeah. It's gonna. Maybe even upwards to 15, like you said. Maybe, I mean, because yeah. essentially you're going to need, like, at least a couple on each limb is what you're thinking. Right. And then, like, you know, you got to subdue a limb, and it's going to take a bit. It's good. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I like it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Listeners, do you agree? Uh, e- email us in. DM me. Comment. I would Let say me know. they would... They should agree. I mean, the the bear can at le- pick up at least seven to eight people just by itself like if it could lift yeah. people up seven yeah. to eight maybe seven yeah but, uh, and, and you gotta you gotta think like you know i mean if it's a smaller number than like 12 he's just gonna be able to bat them off as they come right. like you know just one by one now this one i think is pretty interesting uh who's gonna win in this fight great white shark versus 50 piranha hmm. 50 piranha 50 hmm Great white. Now, now, see, I now I actually I'm just gonna go piranha here, Say what? and I'll give you the reasoning because, like, you know, unlike the grizzly bear that has the appendages, the shark only has its mouth, right? So if the piranha play it smart, they can go on the backside of that that shark and attack them. The the shark doesn't really have anything. It can thrash, but it's not gonna hurt them really that bad in the water. But it's faster though. It's faster. Not necessarily. It's not as it's not as agile. You got to think those those mm. piranha are little small guys. They can just shoot down, shoot up. The the <laughs> the, the the shark's got to work its way around, you know. And I mean, yeah. if the piranha gets several bites on the backside, things bleeding out pretty bad. Because I mean, those yeah. are razor teeth. So. I'm going underdog here. I'm going 50 piranha. I know it sounds <laughs> what's crazy. The, but what's but the ring? What's the arena? Are we in like a Shamu tank? Or are we in uh, open ocean? Or yeah. Or let, well, I mean, let's say UFC <laughs> tank of water, essentially. You know, like it's small. But I mean, the, I'll, you know, give enough where the shark can move around. It can, you know, yeah. it's not like just boxed in. But like... I mean, that's that's the thing. It's 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 like in uh, air warfare with uh, fighter jets. You know, the smaller ones they may be slower, but they can maneuver around the bigger jets. 
and you got you got I mean you got to be in the front of the shark to actually get the business of the shark. And if those yeah. those piranhas work their way around, and plus like you know they can work one for the team. One piranha can be like, all right, guys, I'll let him eat me. You guys work your way to the back, you know. Not that might be. I mean, in real life, let's be honest. Piranhas got to be pretty stupid. They got a pretty small brain. They're not going to yeah. be working that well together. But they do work as sort of a symbiotic organism. So I'm just mm-hmm. saying, the listeners, what do you think? Let us know. Okay, next one. <laughs> this is. I think this one's a pretty good one too. Uh, crocodile, full grown salty, full grown salty. Versus anaconda. Hmm. Hmm. So a- anaconda, technically the biggest snake in the world by weight. Uh, debatable on size. They say they can get up to like 30 feet. Uh, and, you know, up to about 550 pounds. Crocodile, a little bit bigger than that. Length, actually, probably a little bit shorter than that. What are you thinking? I don't know how, but I'm going to go with the snake on this one. Okay. I, I don't know what the movement now, would be for it to, to gain the upper hand on a crocodile. Saltwater, now, now think about it. Think about it. this. This is the reasoning for me now. Uh, and it would be different if they were like in the natural environment, but I'm putting them in the UFC ring again. <laughs> and in the UFC ring, the anaconda loses the ambush. You know, yeah. that's what it's looking for is you not to pay attention and then it wraps on you and you're screwed, right? Mm-hmm. But if in there, there the UFC, the, that crocodile's got its eye on him the whole time. And as soon yeah. as he lunges forward, that crocodile slaps down on him. You're done. You're, you're done. So I'm going crocodile. I'm going crocodile. Yeah. But if he misses, like you said, then, then it's sort of screwed. Then how, as, as the crocodile, how are you going to get him off of him? You know, you can't you can't get yeah. that thing off you once it's on there. So, eh, pretty pretty even, pretty fairly yeah, I even. Think it's you know, a pretty even matchup. Yeah, I mean, it's even. sort of like in the Everglades with the Burmese pythons and the alligators. Now that happens there. You know, I mean, that's yeah. now with the invasive species, and they it's like an even fight because they'll find alligators that get killed by pythons. They find pythons that get killed by the alligators. So. You know, mm. fairly, fairly even, just on a bigger scale here. Anyways, yeah. I just want to thank right now. I'm just thanking of people that are are listen tuning in right now, and they're like, "What the happened to this show?" <laughs> they're just talking about animals fighting. Yeah, guys, it's a new segment. Yeah. Get used to it. Mm. Jeez, this one, <laughs> this one. Uh, uh, I went a little bit less uh, predatory. Full grown moose. Three wolves. Who's winning? Um, I'm going to say the moose. Yep. Moose. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'm going moose on that one, too. I mean, those, those things are huge. Yeah. They're those massive. things are big. And if they get mad, he throws one of those horns at that wolf, it's done. It gets thrown up yeah. in the air. It breaks its back. Done. Done. Yeah. They uh, get kicked. Exactly. Exactly. This went a little less predatory, too. Raccoon versus red fox. What are we going? Hmm. Ooh. Um. I'm gonna 
go with the fox. I don't think raccoons know how to hunt. No. scavengers. Look at that guy with his little mask on, though. He is a shifty character, <laughs> that raccoon. He has got those little those little burglar gloves, that little mask. He's looking for trouble. I'm going Trash Panda. Oh, yeah. Trash Panda is who I'm going with. <laughs> He's a scary guy. Last one, we're going back predatory. Jaguar versus black bear. Jaguar versus black bear. Mm-hmm. Um, Jaguar. I'm going with the Jag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jaguar. Amen. Always go Jaguar. Amen. Uh, that yeah. actually happened back in the day. Those fights actually went down because the Jaguars mm. actually, their territory went up into, like, southern Texas way back in the day, you know, before we killed a ton of them. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, they actually had interactions with Black Bear, and uh, Jaguars pretty much always won. Jaguars, super impressive. Super impressive. Yeah. They, they're the only uh, cat that attacks the animal literally by piercing their skull. Like, they jump on their prey and just bite their their brain. Ew. It's insane. Oh, wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Strongest bite in the cat family, too. Strongest bite in the cat family. Impressive. Wow. Folks. Yeah. Animal on animal action. That's what's happening right here. <laughs> Mike. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, what? Uh, yeah, not in that way. <laughs> not in that way. Uh, attack action. And now that we have become known as the show for animal MMA, are you ready to fire the show up, Mike? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off. Oh, man. We have, other than awesome animal fighting action, we have none other than hate. And by the way, uh, PETA and anything else, we don't actually have any of these fights. These are all hypotheticals. No. So don't, Hypothetical. don't uh, d- you know, get angry. We're just hypotheticals. <laughs> hypotheticals. Uh we have a fantastic show, none other than Hayden Kaufman. Uh, Hayden, just an amazing, amazing performer. This dude's only been in the music industry for three years. Jeez. Just three years. And, wow. yeah, and he's already touring around the country. I mean, he was he's in Chicago right now. He has over 150,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. His last music video that he just released three weeks ago has over a million views now. Girl, come on! I mean, he is... Talk about getting your hustle on. He's getting it on. It's... He's been doing it. Full throttle for the last three years. Super impressive. Can't wait to uh, talk to him. It's going to be a good time. But uh, first, we need to start where we start. Birthday suit. Okay. Happy birthday, Mr. President. I'm going to be honest, Mike. Uh, these three today, not that great. What? They're not. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, they're they're fine people, but uh, the chances as far as you getting them, a little bit less, I think, than the last couple of weeks. But we're going to give it a shot. Uh, okay, let's try. Born on, I think you've got this one. Uh, she's pretty popular in, well, I mean, well-known. Anyways. Born September 1st, 1988 in Los Angeles, California. She spent time growing up in Los Angeles and New York where her dad lived and worked as a DJ. She started rapping when she was a teenager, saying that Tupac was her inspiration. When she was 20 years old, she was introduced to Rob Dyrdek through mutual friends. Rob offered her a job as the receptionist at the Fantasy Factory. 
and she appeared on Rob Dyrdek's Fantasy Factory TV show. In 2011, she also started appearing on Rob's other show, Ridiculousness. She has appeared on all 22 seasons of Ridiculousness. In addition to appearing on these MTV shows, she's also released three albums since 2016. Her best performing song is Alcoholic off of her first album from 2016. Name that birthday suit wearer. Uh, I know who I know who it is. I don't know why I want to say hoops. I know it's not hoops, <laughs> but ah, she's got like a nickname. I yeah. forgot it. Th- th- it's got it's a uh, it's it's a brand uh, of like bags and uh, and clothing company. Um, Is, starts with a C. Chanel? Yes. Yes. Is it Chanel? Yes. Chanel oh, West Coast. Oh. That's it. Oh, Chanel West Coast. Yeah. That's it. You got half of it. You got Chanel. I'll yeah. give you I'll give you half. That's a, a half I know credit. who she is, but yeah. She oh. laughs at everything in the ridiculousness. That's basically her job. For 22 seasons, she just <laughs> laughed at She does at, a great job. Yeah. She I mean, she she really brings the hype. You know, so yeah. it's I can't complain. Her her rapping career not not as lucrative, no. not not really doing it. She came out with a big bang because you know she was on uh, she's on uh, Young Money there for a while with uh, Lil Wayne, and apparently that didn't work out so much. Nope. So she's not on that anymore. Nope. Um, but she is turning thirty three. So there you go. 33 wow. for Chanel West Coast. Uh, Scotty Pippen year. There, there it is. The yeah. Scotty Pippen year for <laughs> nice. Uh, Chanel, enjoy it. I don't think they're doing ridiculousness anymore. I'm pretty positive it's finished. I didn't know there were 22 seasons of that show. 22 seasons. Jeez. Yeah, it sounds like a lot, but it's probably like five or six years. I don't know. No, t- uh, 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 10. It was 10. 10 so, years. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it, yeah, yeah, it started in 2011, which is pretty wild to think about. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a long time, especially for... Right around uh, the time uh, Tosh.0 started. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, especially for, uh, you know, for an MTV show to last that long. That yeah, no very true. Uh, well, at least recent ones. Anyways, happy birthday, Chanel West Coast. Uh, Mike, are you ready? Rip from the headlines? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Okay, uh, Mike, if I told you a 43-year-old man was living with his parents in western Michigan after he got a divorce, Hmm. you'd probably think, wow, that dude doesn't have much going for him, right? That would (laughs) probably, right? Like, wow, he just got out of an American divorce. (laughs) (laughs) But what if I were to tell you this same guy just won over $30,000? Word. Huh? Huh? Yeah, that's pretty good. That's not bad. Now, now I guess the the listeners are asking, how'd he win the money? Hmm. Well, that's where the story gets a little interesting. Um, He realized that his parents that he was living with threw away his enormous porn collection he was storing at their house while he was living with them. And he sued them for apparently what the value of the pornography collection was appraised 
by a quote-unquote expert and won Mm. the court case for over $30,000. Word. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, I'm I'm guessing uh, uh, most of the listeners aren't too surprised that dude that's 43 years old and just got a divorce that's living with his parents would have a $30,000 porn collection. That's a fact. But... I still got to say, I'm a little surprised. Yes! it's um, a lot of money. I'm surprised in a lot of ways. Like, first, this guy missed the last 20 years in the internet. Hmm. Like, <laughs> hard copies aren't really necessary. I don't know if the dude knows that or not. Nope. Not, hmm. not really necessary. Second, how did the judge actually rule in his favor? Like... <laughs> How does that happen? Like, why? Why does doesn't he forfeit his rights to his his porn collection when he moves in with his parents? Like, I mean, oh, that's a good question. Isn't there like a my house, my rules kind of deal? Like, I don't know if that's just a parent thing, but it seems like, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I sort of go under that. I mean, like, if I'm staying with a friend, I feel like their rules are. You know, I have to follow, and yeah, I don't know. But I'm can just, they just can they just throw away your stuff? I mean, if you willingly go into their house, I feel like that's sort of a thing. You know, I guess yeah, I, I don't know. Right. But no, I'm not right because the the judge the judge ruled in the favor of his thirty thousand dollar porn collection. So you know, third, hmm. the last thing that I thought about this story. Well, a couple more things because I ruminated over this one for like a good <laughs> couple of hours. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> But, like, I'm amazed that this dude was not ashamed by any part of this story. Nope. Like, think about that. Like, he had to know when he filed this lawsuit, it was going to be a national news. Like, he had to know that. And he was like, yeah, I'm cool with it. Like, he would be known as the 43-year-old dude that got divorced, moved back with his parents... Moved in his massive porn collection. Then his parents threw out his massive porn collection, and he sued them for said porn collection. He was like, yeah, I'm cool with that. Word. Really? Really? I don't know. Yeah. Would you be fine with that, Mike? I wouldn't be. I don't know. I, I don't know. It depends on what your uh, what your collection has. <laughs> How cool your collection Maybe you have is. Some unique pieces. No, no, guys, you don't know. <laughs> these are some pretty sweet. These are rarities in here. I've got. Oh man. <laughs> Lastly, you know, his ex-wife saw the newspaper and was like, "Yeah, divorce was a good decision. That was, yeah." Good decision on my part. Like that. <laughs> come on. I'm just saying. I'm. It's. Mm, mm. Folks, check it out. It's a good story. You can. You can look over the details yourself. Um, Mike, I got an interesting. Doc yeah, Doc oh, yeah. Do you, do you oh yeah. Think she, do you think she goes after him for the 30k <laughs> or maybe part of it's it? It's worth it. I got it. I got it. That's part of my money right there. That was I had to deal with that porn collection for ten years. That's part of mine. Yeah, I don't know. Depends. I, don't know. I mean, maybe did did she contribute? Was it uh, you know? <laughs> is there any contribution? She's like, hey, that was Ooh. half mine right there. Good point. Good point. Good point. Anyways, Mike, I got an interesting one out of Great Falls, Montana. 
Um, at the beginning of the show, of course, we ask about uh, a lot of different animal hypotheticals, uh, but I did not ask you about would a man win with a spear against 30 trout? Huh? But. Um, win? <laughs> yeah, but I've got an answer in the next story. And guess what? Okay. It's not the trout that win. Nope. It's it's the man that wins. Uh, he kills the trout. Okay. That happens. Okay. So this wow. is this was at Giant Springs Fish Fish Hatchery in Great Falls, Montana, and apparently they're looking for a person who broke into the fish hatchery last Sunday night. He scaled the chain link fence went to the circular display pond that they have at the entrance and stabbed as many large trout in the display pond as he could and then ran off. Hmm. Yeah. And he didn't take the trout. He just he just killed them or stabbed them. Aww. Yeah. And many of these trout were, were large. They were over six years old. And, uh, and you know, these fish are just there to apparently welcome guests and a lot of times the guests like to feed them you know because they're sitting there so they're big old trout they come up and eat whatever they throw down there uh andrew burton the investigating game warden said quote people really love seeing and feeding these big fish and they are one of the most popular attractions in giant spring state park end quote so first thing i gotta say mike no offense to giant spring state park but if that was their most popular attraction, <laughs> I, I'm going to say Giant Spring State Park is not rated as a non-stop thrill ride. That doesn't really nope. doesn't really seem mm -hmm. like the best attraction. But secondly, it's definitely not that exciting after Frank the Fish Butcher came through last Sunday and took out their their best attraction. So yeah, you know, and, and seriously. I, Again, though, this is one of those that I was thinking about, and I was just like, I, I want to know about this dude. Yes! Like, a person that goes to a trout hatchery and harpoons several trout with a knife. Like, I don't know what he's doing for it. Wh whatever he did mm. to murder these fish, but like... This is a person that I no doubt would like to follow around for a day. Yes! Not like, yeah. not hang out with, but just follow him around like a Planet yeah. Earth film crew follows a pack of wolves. Like, just, you know, <laughs> in the corner with my camera like, oh my God, is he doing that now? It's crazy. Yeah, what kind of activities does this guy get into? <laughs> yeah, because like, if you're murdering trout for your pastime... Odds are that's not the only weird thing you've done that day. Like, no way. You've definitely done some other weird things. And I'm going to guess, like, this dude has. You know, it's one of those guys that, like, I sort of want to have a short biography of this guy leading up to this incident that you'd be like, man, people, people. Anyways, anyways, a quick story out of North Carolina a thrift store was going through some recently donated items, and in the back of a uh, painting that was donated, they found a marriage license from 1872. Wow. Yeah, pretty old. 
which, uh, you know, it's pretty cool. They recognized the names. The names were William Dewarth and Katie Javi. Those were the two names hmm. on the uh, marriage license. They tracked down the couple's great-granddaughter, Irene Cornish, and presented her with the marriage license, which uh, I, I these, <laughs> yeah, which I love these names. Which you got to say, right? Irene Cornish sounds like the person from 1872 more so than <laughs> Katie Harvey, you know. But yeah. anyways, Irene said, "Quote: I still can't believe it. I'm so overwhelmed." Word. To which you know, I reply, "Really." Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm a huge fan of history, Mike. We love history on the show. Mm -hmm. But, like, not really my own families, though. Nope. You know? I'm going to be honest. I don't even know my great-grandparents' names. You know? (laughs) Like, and and no offense to them. I'm glad they kept reproducing to get to me. But Mm -hmm. let's be honest. If you're white in America, there's like a 90% chance that your ancestors in the 1800s did some pretty things. So, you know, I'm just saying, (laughs) like, I wouldn't get too jazzed about it. I'd be like, oh, that's that's neat. That's old. But, like, aside from that, (laughs) like, I mean, and then I started thinking that, wouldn't it be hilarious if they did, like, a little bit more research and they found out that that couple got divorced, like, a couple months later and, like, hated each other? Like, I mean, like, oh, wedding license memories. Oh, William and Katie hated each other. Oh, oh, bad memories. Whoops. Whoops. They find their divorce papers behind, like, a different painting or exactly. something. Exactly. Next painting in the donation. Oh, here it is. Here it is. No, they hated each other. Nope, nope, our bad. Um, Mike, I feel like Stephen Mullen uh, potentially has the worst work day in history. Uh, he, he, I mean, it's, it's up there. It's definitely a very bad work day he had just, just last week. So Stephen owns Leo's steak shop in Delaware County, uh, Pennsylvania. And, uh, last Friday, Stephen was working in his shop, got in an argument with one of his employees. The employee, Sean Walklet, got pretty heated, got pretty angry. This is all on security camera footage. At one point, he picks up a knife and starts swinging it at Stephen. And Sean stabs Stephen in the neck Jeez. with this large steak knife. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, so large, it entered one side of his neck and exited the other side of his neck. Ew. Yeah. All on camera. By the way... Steven's okay, listeners, so before you get too concerned, he's he's fine. He's recovering now. He's okay. Uh, Steven said it was a vibration like I was being electrocuted, like I'd touched a live wire, which I can only imagine. That's got to be insane. Hmm. Now, Steven uh, works with his son. His son saw all this go down, and Steven turned to his son after this, and his son said, quote, Dad, you have a knife in your neck. Don't pull it out. Word. Nice. 
Ooh, good advice. Yeah, right? Like, you got to be on it. Like, I mean, the first part's a little obvious, but the second part, pretty pretty smart advice, yeah, right? Solid advice, yeah. Now, good news for the listeners. Sean, the employee, was arrested. He was charged with attempted murder along with several other charges. Stephen was taken to the hospital. Doctors were able to get the knife out of him, stitch it up. Still, obviously, a pretty gnarly scar going on there, wound going on. Uh, he said yeah. it still hurts, but he's recovering, you know? So that's good. That's good. Um, <laughs> Mike, I do. Uh, there, I couldn't help it, but after hearing this story, nowhere has Wu-Tang's advice of protecting your neck rang more true than this story. Am I right? <laughs> I true, mean, very true. Come on. This is if yeah. if anywhere this story is it. Protect your neck, Stephen. I mean, Jesus, like you got to think about that though. Working there like you did not see that one coming that day. And no I mean, way. what is going through your head when you've got a knife going all the way through your neck? Like what what, what like I what do you even, I I would instantly pass out. That's for sure. Like I would just be like, "Oh no." Like just man, and Steven's just so cool and I guess I mean you're shocked, but like in the video footage he's just like, "Hmm, seems to be a knife in my neck." Mm. <laughs> and then his and then his mm. son's like, "Hey dad, there's a knife in your neck." <laughs> Don't pull it out. Don't pull it out. <laughs> Don't pull it out. I'm going to I'm going to call some people. We'll get this thing straightened out. Just, yeah, just hang go have tight. A seat. I'll go call 911 and It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> I, I do I had sort of a story like that one time from the uh from the gym. I mean, on a much mm. lower level when I was working at a gym, a dude smashed his finger underneath one of the weights. Ew. Really oh. bad. And he came up so calm and collect to the desk and was like, uh, hey, what should we do if somebody uh, smashed their finger? And like I look down and there's just blood just going everywhere out of his hand and his fingers barely on, just hanging on by a thread. And wow. I was like, um, sit tight. I'm going to call 911. And he just casually <laughs> just sat there with his finger barely hanging on. I was like, insane. <laughs> What? He grabs another dar uh, barbell and he does a couple more reps. It's fine. Right, I'll just, I'll with the right hand, it's okay. <laughs> I've got it. Um, anyways, guys, we are going to take a break. We are going to hear from our guest for today. We are going to hear Hayden Kaufman. This is his recent single, As Good As It Gets, right here on the Doc G Show. It's as good as 
Here on the Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Folks, if you haven't, download the show, subscribe to the show as a podcast. It will, you know, you can listen to it wherever you want. Instead of having to be around the actual radius of our antenna for the FM station, you don't have to do that. That's what they do now in the 2000s, Mike. It's this new thing. Podcast. It's crazy, you know? Ooh, it's an, interesting. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. They've been around for a short period of time, you know? But you guys can do it if you want. You can download the show, and it will it will make your life so much better. You'll be living in luxury like our, our fans that listen from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Say what? Or our fans that listen from Citrus Heights, California. You'll be just like those folks. And people will be like, what are you listening to? And you'll be like, a show from Jacksonville, Florida. What? And they'll be like, what? How are you doing that? And you're like, podcast. And they'll be like, tell me more about this podcast. I've never heard of one. <laughs> and you'll obviously in this situation be talking to someone that's 88 and hasn't been out of their house in the last 25 years. <laughs> but you'll amaze that person, and it'll be worth it for that reason. Anyways... Mm-hmm. Mike, we need to we need to shout out the regulars. So here are the regulars. All right. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Radford, Virginia, Gainesville, Florida, Ashburn, Virginia, Peoria, Illinois, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Noka, Minnesota, Boardman, Oregon, Citrus Heights, California, Dublin, Ireland, Richardson, Texas, Barcelona, Spain, San Diego, California, Jittawa, Italy, Katy, Texas, Columbus, Georgia, Winfield, West Virginia, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Shout there out. We there we go. Regulars. Nice. Yeah, Broken Arrow, recent edition. Broken Arrow. I've never been there, but it's a pretty cool name, you gotta admit. It's pretty Yeah, it sounds like a great place. Sounds sounds very Wild Westish, you know? 
Yeah, pretty, very wild. Nice, nice. Semi-regulars, <laughs> here we go. Shout out to Virginia Beach, Virginia, San Francisco, California, Apex, North Carolina, Central Coast, Australia, Vienna, Virginia, Gardenia, California, Jakarta, Indonesia, Melbourne, Australia, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Toronto, Canada, Dallas, Pennsylvania, Ho Chi Minh, Vietnam, Oxford, Mississippi, Burlington, Canada, Taipei, Taiwan, Catania, Catania, Italy, probably said that wrong. Park City, Utah, Mobile, Alabama. There we go. There it is. Had some nice ones Mobile. there. Had some nice ones. Uh, some South yeah. or South, uh, yeah, Southeast uh, Asia there. Ho Chi Minh, Vietnam, uh, mm-hmm. Jakarta, Indonesia, Taipei, Taiwan. I mean, we're we're getting there in Southeast Asia, man. That's what we're doing. International. You know yeah, it. we're doing. You it. know it. You know it. Well. Thank you for all the listens, folks. We appreciate it. Uh, Mike, I want to do a, a, a couple. Well, I got, I've got at least one story. We'll see how this story goes. Uh, this is a Kentucky story here. Uh, so in Kentucky, there's, there's supposedly something going down in Meade County schools. Meade County schools are dealing with a cat problem. Wait, what? And uh, by cat, I mean they have a problem of students at Meade County High Schools dressing up and acting like cats when they go to school. Word. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Now, I should note that this entire story is based on the reports of a grandmother of some students who wishes to remain anonymous. Hmm. So... I feel like there's an 85% chance that none of this is true. But still, I I mean, I was pretty amazed. This was actually in a real local news story. And I was like, and you based it all off of a grandmother's reports? Okay. All right. But uh, anyways, the grandmother says that this group of students refers to themselves, and they're referred to by other students as furries. Whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They identify with... Furries. Yep, they identify with animals, and they will hiss or scratch at you if you do something they don't like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And the grandmother said that she has two grandkids in the school, and because of the furries... Her grandkids didn't want to go to school anymore, which I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, supposedly, there is a petition from <laughs> students that want to end the practice of furries. However, uh, the superintendent said, quote, a small number of Meade County high school students have violated the dress code policy during the early part of the school year. These situations have been addressed consistently by administration, and the dress code policy will continue to be implemented with fidelity. Meade County Schools will not discuss individual student discipline due to privacy laws, end quote. That's right. So, still a little questionable whether that was furry activity or not, you know? But, uh, you know. I, I don't I, know. That's very I like how the grandmother, the grandmother said this, quote, The students are told they cannot wear hats or Budweiser t-shirts in school. Word. But they can wear cat ears Cat tails, mask, and leashes. It doesn't make any sense. You know, well, Mike, despite what 
all, I mean, if, all going on with the furries, you know, can we just stop, though, and be impressed with the grandma <laughs> that, like, the one thing she used to compare against furry costumes, it wasn't the length of a skirt, tank top, something like that. It was Budweiser t-shirts. Sweet. Specifically. This grandma is repping Bud Diesel hard, and she wants her grandkids to be able to rep them, too. Come on! Bud Diesel t-shirts. Wouldn't that be amazing if that was, like, the only thing, that was the only reason she was mad about it? Like, she just, every single school board meeting, she showed up and was like, Hey, what about Bud Diesel t-shirts? Come on, Budweiser. Why can't? Best, t-shirt, best, best beer in the America. Come on. Come on. But uh, let's turn back to furries real quick, Mike. Like, can can you uh, furries? Yeah, can 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 you uh, just picture? Let's just imagine the poor English teacher in this school, like getting paid like thirty five thousand dollars to teach English to a bunch of insane sixteen year olds dressed like cats. Like, it's got to be rough. All right, guys, let's call roll. Jessica. Meow. Okay, cool. Clayton. Mackenzie. Mackenzie, I told you you can't have gum. Clayton, stop licking Jessica. You can't do that. That's not like, that's got to be horrible. That is, that is, that is not what he signed up for at all. Well. Man, I really that's again though. I want I like I want to do a investigation piece on the furries. Like Yeah. That is some interesting stuff right there. That is Mike, maybe after uh after we talk to uh uh Hayden, I may have one more story that I did want to get to about Merdad Sadig who runs the Sadig Gallery of Antiques in New York. But I don't have time to talk to it because I want to go to a new story. I want to do? I want to do our a new, not a new story. Sorry, a new segment. I want to go to a new segment. Okay, new segment. Yeah, yeah. Now this came to me. Uh, I don't want to throw you in the same age group as me, but I feel like we're getting up there in age. So true. You know, we yeah. might be losing sure. a step on what's hip in the game these days. So, I thought we'd brush up on it. Me, you, and the listeners. We'd brush up on okay. our, our young young person's game, and we'd do it by testing our knowledge on social media influencers. Hmm. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Now, I'm guessing, Mike, All right. you don't really keep up with that many social media influencers. Um, there's just a lot of them. I try. I really do try, Doc G. I try <laughs> to keep up with everybody. Okay. I try. Okay. It's hard. Well, this is it is a fairly simple as far as what we're going to do. I'm going to give you a name of a person, and you're going to tell me influencer or not. And then I'm going to give you the deets okay. on them afterwards, if they are. Okay? okay. First one, Lauren Gibson, influencer or not? Not an influencer. Not with that name. She is. She is. <laughs> I knew it. 4.3 million followers on TikTok. 350,000 wow. followers on Instagram. So pretty solid followings there. 
pretty big influencer. Uh, yeah. Apparently, she she was on the the wave of TikTokers. She did some dances, and people liked it. Uh, apparently, not as much as like Addison Ray, but they liked it. So that's pretty much all I've been able to find that she does. But she's 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 dancing people's hearts out over there. Lauren Gibson, get to know her, listeners. Influencer, wow. influencer. Okay, next one. Next one. Jesse Massengale. Influencer? Hmm. That sounds like an influencer name, but uh, so yeah, I'm going to go with that's an influencer. No, she's not. No. Oh. No, not. Just a random person I found on Instagram. I forgot to... It's a good influencer name, though. In- she's pretty, pretty good, right? Potential. Pretty good. <laughs> I, I forgot to put down her deets for you guys, so I can't actually tell you her, her true details, but Jesse Massengale, just a person on Instagram. That's it. Not 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 any big numbers. <laughs> Next one. Mackenzie. She's going to get a bunch of followers. Hell now. yeah. No, right. She's going to get five people <laughs> from the Doc G show that are like, what? who is this person? All right. Next one. Mackenzie Sharp. Influencer, not influencer. Hmm. I'm going to go with an influencer. She is not. I don't know why. She's wow. a hairstylist in South Carolina. Yep. Yep, Mackenzie Sharp. Hey, it's a gr- it's a great hairstylist name though. Sharp, sharp right? I don't know. Sharp, sharp there. edges. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Next one, Gabby Murray, influencer, not. All right. Well, the last two have been no's. So I'm going to go with a yes. There again. it is. This you got it. You got it. First one. Okay. First one. Perfect. Nice. Perfect. Nice. Gabby is pretty big. I've uh, I've caught her every now and then. She'll be like on a search page. She'll be there. I've seen Gabby before. Gabby has uh, 8.7 million followers on TikTok. Uh, wow. She's almost 500,000 on Instagram. Uh, she uh, she she's got a couple reasons why she's fairly famous. She uh, she twitches the shit out of games. She does some of that, you know. Ah, she's a she's a twitcher. Nice. And then she also, I actually uh, when I when I looked her up for this, she's also on Cameo. Hmm. So if 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 you want Gabby to say what's up to you, you can do that for twenty bones. $20, nice. you can... It's a good price. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. I feel like I should just get her to say, like, what's up to the Doc G show for 20 bones, just for this Yeah. Just for this sure. segment. Why not, you know? I'm an adult <laughs> with money. I can, I, can, I can swing $20. I can do it. Anyways, big, big, big uh, influencer there. Take note, everybody. Gabby Murray, take note. <laughs> Next one. Uh, I think... I think Floyd Mayweather, by the way, charges like a thousand dollars per cameo. Just if well, I mean, interested. he he I is Money up. Mayweather, you know. <laughs> so like, it'd true, be, it, I would be really surprised if Money Mayweather was like five dollars. Wow, that's really <laughs> that's really doable, Mayweather. Thank you. We'll go for it. You know, that's. I mean, he does carry uh, what is it like normally like a million dollars around in a bag with him. So <laughs> probably it's it's probably. some insane amount like that. Uh, anyways, we've got two more. So the next one, Nicholas Ray, Nicholas Ray, influencer? No. Hmm. hmm. No, not an influencer. He is. <laughs> Is an influencer. Oh, so this is the first dude influencer I got on the list. This uh, this guy, six million followers on TikTok. 
120,000 followers on Instagram. Uh, apparently, he got known for TikTok. He's known for his dramatic lip sync videos. Hmm. Dramatic lip sync. Hmm. Vi- yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Just rocketed it up with the dramatic lip sync videos. So there you go. Last one on the list. Chandler Bagley. Chandler Bagley. Hmm. I'm going to go with a yes. No. No. Oh, come on. He's a dude from North Carolina that likes to fish. He's got nine, <laughs> Just a random 966 guy. followers on Instagram if anybody wants to go follow him. There you go. Chandler Bagley. So, mm. Mike, we've got some improvement to do. You got you got one right. Or, yeah, one right. You got Gabby Murray. You got Gabby Murray. That was your one correct there. So, yeah. But, you know. We'll, we'll get there, Mike. Don't worry. After we do this yeah, segment first time a couple doing times, the segment, you know. you'll, you, we'll know influencers so well, you don't even know. Yeah. You don't even know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and do our second birthday suit. I think you got this one. Uh, I think this is, okay. a, this is a good possibility here. Born September 1st, 1950. 1950 in Venita, Oklahoma. Our birthday suit wear like football growing up. He played in high school and was good enough to play in college. First at Tulsa, then he transferred to Midwestern State in Texas. He graduated from college in 1975 with a degree in psychology. He then decided to keep going in the field of psychology and earned a Ph.D. in clinical psychology from North Texas in 1979. He worked with his dad for several years in private practice of psychology. In 1995, Oprah Winfrey hired him to help her prepare for a case against the Texas Beef Group. He did such a good job, she started inviting him on her show to do a weekly appearance as a relationship and life strategy expert. In 2002, he started his own talk show, where he gave advice to people based on different topics every show. His show became so popular, he is making uh, he was making 15 million dollars per show in two or, or per year, sorry. 15,000 per show would be insane. Uh, in 2018, his show became the top syndicated show with the highest ranking out of all 117 talk shows on the rating system. Name that birthday suit wearer. I'm going to go with Dr. Phil. Dr. (laughs) Phil is correct. Yes. With his real name being Phil McGraw. Dr. Phil McGraw. Then is, yeah. Mm. I don't know if he's related to Tim or not, but Dr. Phil McGraw is. Uh, is is the birthday suit wear turning big? I, I didn't know he actually had. I didn't know he actually had a degree. Oh no, yeah, I knew he had a degree. I knew he wasn't. I I I didn't know if it were. You know, I I was pretty positive it wasn't a uh, a medical degree. I was pretty sure it was a mm. PhD. Uh, I I didn't know that it was in clinical psychology, but apparently clinical mm. psychology. So there you go, Doctor Phil. Uh, a very uh, rich man, apparently. Uh, I had no idea that his talk show made that much money. I was like, I mean, I you know, I obviously thought you get paid a pretty good amount. It's a lot of money. Yeah, but fifteen yeah. million, and he's doing it for like twenty years. It's not bad income. I'd take that. 
I don't, I don't. Yeah, not at all. Don't know if I'd I'd fill out a direct deposit sheet for it. That'd be pretty rough. <laughs> but I mean, I might, I might if it came to it. Anyways, happy birthday, Doctor Phil, turning seventy-one for Doctor Phil. There we go, seventy-one. Uh, okay, we will be right back with our guest Hayden Kaufman here on the Doc G Show. This Mucho Yellow and it's Rockin' Yellow. And you're listening to Doc G Show from 803 to 904, the best show on the radio. You dig? This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio. WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today, we are super excited to have singer-songwriter Mr. Hayden Kaufman on the show. Hayden, how you doing? Doing well, man. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like you've been you've been putting in the work this summer. Uh, how, how many shows do you think you've done this summer so far? Oh, man. I'm not sure. All I know is uh, my manager told me the other day that we've already done more shows this year than we have any other year and we're only in august so we've wow. been doing a lot yeah <laughs> yeah lot. I've, I've seen you putting it where do you think where do you think the best show's been so far hmm. oh man um man at the beginning of the year we had some really cool ones uh we got to play up and um down in i'm sorry down in milledgeville georgia they have a cool mm. little college town there and uh we also had a cool little run just a couple weeks ago. One of my favorite runs I've actually been on down in Texas with my buddy uh, Cody Hibbert. Yeah, I saw that. Really cool venues. So, yep. yeah, man, those are, those are some definitely definitely cool highlights. Was that all over Texas, like everywhere, or east, west? Dude, we were all over the place, man. We went from uh, the Houston area to Nacogdoches. Wow. Uh, we actually even did one show in Oklahoma, so we were mm. we were everywhere. That's a big state to go everywhere in. That's for sure. Yeah, totally, totally. That's that's the state yeah. when you're going across the country that you're like, how how long is this thing? When? Oh, no kidding, man. Still in the same time zone? Good Lord, it's been 12 oh. hours in this thing. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, man. We, we drove from Nashville. It was 13 hours to our first destination, and then every single day that we had to drive to our next venue, it was at least five-hour drive. So yeah. like, we could have been in other states. If we were anywhere else in the country, it's crazy because it's the exact opposite. You go to the the you go to the northeast and it's like two hours. You pass three states. And you're <laughs> right? Like, what? We were just in Rhode Island. Yeah. Now we're in New Hampshire. Okay, cool. Like, <laughs> right? Completely it's different. Like going to different counties. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've uh, you've been hitting the music thing hard really since you started, but you came you came into music a little bit. Uh, I, I would say later than some folks. You you actually went to college for baseball. Uh, now I did. Now going going into college, were you were you thinking like you know were you, were you thinking major leagues or was it just sort of a way to go <laughs> to college? What were you thinking as far as when you went to college? Man, mainly just a good excuse to go. I, I tell people all the time, <laughs> like I don't know what I would have done if I didn't have some sort of sport to honestly go for. I played 
in high school, I played all three sports till my sophomore year. I played football and baseball. And then obviously I was like, yeah, for a short white guy, you know, I'd probably be better <laughs> off just trying to do some, ba- trying to play baseball. And so I think honestly, my only goal was to just, you know, have the best college career I could have and, you know, have, have a good time with it. Gotcha. Now you, you, you played, uh, you played catcher, right? Yeah, I was a catcher, and then every now and then I dabbled around. They put me, they put me like second base or mm. left field, but were, any, really anywhere. Were you were you a talkative catcher? Were you the were you the uh, the talk crap type of uh, catcher to the batter <laughs> or no? I don't know if I was talking crap. I was definitely vocal with my team. Okay, to a, trying to do my best to be a leader. Okay, <laughs> have you have you have you watched any of the uh, Little League World Series they got on ESPN at any time? Yeah, I was. Uh, I've caught a couple things. I was at the gym earlier this week, and I was watching uh, Tennessee. Mm. I think they were playing New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and they lost. Yeah, I, I've watched a little bit of it, man. They got there's some studs out there in the Little League World Series. I was about to say you got to watch out. Actually, on that New Hampshire team, there's a guy Tristan Lucier. That's that's my yeah. dude right there. He's a boss. <laughs> like, he, dude, I mean, there's some there's some studs. Yeah, Tr- Tristan. Is there? He he's basically the uh, he he's he's the pitcher and he's like their home run hitter both. Like he just right. dominates the whole deal. He, and he was throwing like they were like, no, it's got to be upper seventies. And I was like, he's twelve. He's throwing upper seventies. Like it's like. <laughs> He's not going to college. He's, he'll he'll get drafted. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was just like, man. But shout out to Tristan Lucier. If you want to come on the show, come on, Tristan. Uh, yeah. Now, now tying sort of the baseball into your music, you actually sang the national anthem for the University of Tennessee uh, baseball game back in uh, yeah, in man. April, which is pretty awesome. I mean, hometown Dude, college. Awesome. Yeah. Now, very awesome. Yeah, we got to do that and. Uh, that was a cool experience. I was nervous as crap. I've never <laughs> sang the anthem until then. And there was like four thousand people there. Yeah. Now, now is are the nerves similar? Like, would would you say the nerves are similar for like uh, a baseball game playing it versus the national anthem, or was was singing it oh, more no nerve wracking? I would much rather play a game any day of the week than the anthem. <laughs> the anthem definitely. I'd rather out eight times. Yeah, the the anthem definitely. I mean, it's got some. I mean, one, it's just you, and two, it's everybody's quiet. It's not like a rowdy oh, yeah. honky tonk where everybody's just rocking out and drinking. They're just sitting there staring at no. you. So like. Yeah. I, and they're either. Only the only problem is nowadays everybody's got a phone right in their pocket, so you screw yeah. <laughs> up. You're you're viral right when you're done singing the song. You look at your phone and you're uh, like blowing up for, for messing it up. Reminds me, who was that? Was that? I don't think it's Mariah. I can't remember. There was somebody in NBA. I know what you're talking about. Man. Oh, Fergie. It NBA game. Fergie. It was Fergie at the oh, All Star game. It was rough. Yeah, that one was. I mean, the players were laughing, dude. That they one, were laughing in the, the middle of it. Yeah, that one was bad. I mean, it is. I it's sort of similar. But when I was in high school, I did the uh, I did the announcements for the school, and one day yeah. I just forgot a line in the Pledge of Allegiance. Like one day I was doing oh. the Pledge of Allegiance, and I literally forgot like the line when you're in the Bible Belt. That's the worst to forget. I forgot the <laughs> under indivisible under God line, and I remember our uh, our uh, secretary looked back at me and was just like like she was gonna stab me as soon as I like yeah. screwed up, and I was like that yep. 
thank you. Have a good day. And just like, no, oh, man. She was staring the sins out of your body. Exactly. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'd be able to make it with, uh, with that anthem. That's, that's rough, man. That's it's rough. tough, man. I, I was just, I, that was like exactly what you just said. I'm not worried about singing it bad at all. What I'm worried about is freezing up and forgetting a line. And yeah. people be like, this guy's not American. <laughs> who, does, who does he think he is? You know what I mean? I'm sorry. I'm Canadian, everybody. I'm sorry. That's yeah. my bad. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> now, did you did you ever perform uh, or or sing before going to college? Because I always hear it was sort of like at college that you really dove into um, music did you perform or sing before then no not really man i tell people all the time funny enough i uh i'm super close to my memo on my mom's side Mm -hmm. and uh when i was growing up we are always like she has she lives way out in the country where my parents live now in east tennessee and they have a pool and all that so Mm -hmm. she would always sell these big parties nice she had a karaoke machine right Mm. and Everybody's drinking, and I'm just a little kid, and of course they're all trying to get me to sing. And so I would sing a lot go there, and of course they would always tell me I'm great, but I mean, that's what parents and people do. So I never thought twice about it. Yeah. And then um, you know you get to middle school, and like, I was in sports, so I thought music was for freaking nerds, man. You know, I was like, oh, I'm not doing music. I got too cool, so my mom would always get mad. She would keep trying to get me to do it when I was getting to middle school. I was like, No, I'm not doing that. I guess yeah. like, whatever. And you know your voice is changing. You don't want to do all that stuff. Oh so, yeah. Um, but no, I never did like any pursuing music performing at all, um, until I got to college and it was like towards the end of my sophomore year where I was like, dude, you know what, man? Like, cause I was doing all these videos in the dorm and like people were really liking them and we're just doing covers, like nothing original. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, man, you know, cause I was getting redshirted that year and I was like, you know, I'd love to try this thing, man. Cause like I'd been doing it for two years in college and just in the dorm. And I was like, man, it's weird. I'm not gotten tired of this. I thought it was going to be like a hobby. Yeah. I was like, I'm getting more like obsessed with this music thing. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm getting like a weird obsession by being like, man, I'd love to get better at this. And like, yeah. people seem to like it. And you know, that blows your head up. It gets you a little adrenaline being like, okay, well, I want to get better at it. Yeah. And, uh, I finally started doing, I hit uh, this, I went to Cumberland university in Lebanon, Tennessee, which is about, Probably about 35 minutes east of Nashville. Yeah. And um, there's a little honky-tonk there that everybody in uh, at Cumberland goes to. And then obviously a bunch of local folks. Yeah. And it's called Cahoots. Mm-hmm. And so I remember I had an incredible little loyal friends following, you know, at yeah. college. Yeah. Because nobody's singing, you know what I mean? And I, I'm going to a small school. It's a smaller school. You know, it's not like I'm going to Tennessee. And, it doesn't uh, so take too much to get there. the word out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The buzz is going, and I'm like, you know what? And I went up to the bar owner, and like, dude, they get people like Tracy Bird playing there. So I was not expecting to get in there, but he let me do it, and we sold a few hundred tickets, and wow. we had a great time. And it was I was still in college. It was April of 2018. Wow. I did that. Now, and man, I was like, I'm doing this for my whole life. Hopefully, <laughs> you know what I mean. So that that was that was the turning point right there. That was it. That was one of them, man. Um, that was definitely a big one that showed, like, to, like you know, just like a personal, like, in, you know, thing. I guess I was being like, man, I can do this, you know. And I, dude, I did that, and I didn't have any songs out. Was, I did just straight covers. I was about to say, no, no came. originals, none, dude. I didn't. Mean, I had never even tried to write a song at that point. Man, that's... So that was really. It was a cool experience. What What was the other turn? You said that was one of them. What was one of the other turning points that you were like? Man, the first one I ever had when I decided that I was going to get out of school was actually before that. Mm. So like that was that was a good reassurance. But before that, I was uh, 
it was still the 2018. I was in the back half of my sophomore year, so I went into the spring semester. Mm-hmm. And um, Luke Combs was coming to town to Nashville playing nice. at the Ryman Auditorium. Yeah. And uh, me and a friend I, I somehow landed my hand on free tickets. Ooh. Which was amazing. One of my first shows ever going to, because I never went to concerts either growing up. So one of my first concerts was going to see Luke and the freaking Mother Church of Country Music. Yeah. And, um, Got to go do that, man. And when I saw him do, like, you know, saw them playing or whatever, I was like, man, that is because you should, it was sold out. Yeah. And just like the, the effect feeling. that yeah. he had on everybody in that room, I was like, dude, I want to be that guy. Like, that yeah. was cool. Like, and then at the same time, I was sitting there, like, you know, at the time, you know, of course, you know, you're getting into it and you're bright eyed and bushy tailed and you're thinking <laughs> you can conquer the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, Obviously, you know, looking back now, even though I was like, what, three years pretty much, maybe yeah. a little less, I wasn't prepared to do anything like that. But, you know, now, I mean, hopefully I can see myself doing that stuff in the near future. But at the time, I was like, man, I can do that if he can do that, you know, or I, I think I can, if I work hard enough, be that guy. But that was the coolest experience I've ever had, like in a concert. And I was like, I told the person I went with that night, I was like, we were driving back to my dorm. And I was like, I'm I'm not coming back to school next year. I'm I'm gonna go try to do this music thing. Man, I I, I have that sort of in the notes here as far as it because it just seemed like you went zero to sixty. Like there was that point mm-hmm. that it was just like you know what? Yeah, this this is it. I'm all in. Yeah, man. Like, I feel like you have those moments in life where you're like, dude, this is like they were like it was like eye opening experiences. You know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like, hey, you can live the American dream. You can do anything you want to if you work hard enough about it. I was like, these guys can do it. I know we can do it. You know. Yeah, I mean, well, and you—it's like you said—you go to the Ryman. It—it it is. It's a—it's a religious experience, oh, man. Crazy, man. And, and uh, you just—you—you feel—you feel the history. You feel just the and I, just such good acoustics. Such good when they renovated it. It's just so so oh, impressive, man. Beautiful. And then you get somebody like Luke up there singing. Uh, yeah. It's it's definitely it was awesome. De- definitely can be. I could see how that would would change the uh, change the mindset for sure. Now, totally. Did you did you move to Nashville after that firm decision? Was that like a you know was that part of it, or did <laughs> you start did you start in the home base at first? Well, funny enough, so I obviously that summer I went back to Knoxville, and so I started doing gigs and. You know, I, w- I was talking to a producer that I had been actually introduced to through a player at our school that I played with, mm. like another baseball player. Yeah. He knew he knew this producer's kid. They went to school together, and playing up, he, this guy was a producer at RCA Studios downtown. Man. And I had called him, and, I, you know, because my dad was like, hey, man, because my, my parents, big shout-out to both of them. They've been more supportive than, you know, anybody, So which that's nice. huge in this industry. Oh, yeah. Cause you got to have support, especially financially. As, you know, oh, I mean, yeah. When you're coming out of college and going into music, it's definitely not a cheap thing to do. No. Because um, you're not making a fat paycheck yeah. at the beginning. Um, but, you know, I got in touch with that producer because my dad was like, well, hey, if you're going to do all this thing, you got to get, get some music out. So I was yeah. like, you know what? So I wrote some songs with one of my buddies and wrote a couple myself. I threw together a little EP. Mm-hmm. I put it out in August of 2018. I've taken it down since then just because it didn't sound great. They weren't great songs. I kept one. I re-recorded one of the songs. It's called "Ain't From Here" that I have on my uh, yeah little EP. I kind of put mm-hmm. out at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I kind of did that. And uh, so I was in Knoxville for that summer while mm-hmm. I was putting the EP out. But then 
I ended up moving to Murfreesboro, which is a little bit south of Nashville. Yeah. Because um, I was, my dad was like, man, I don't think you should go to school. He's like, because his main thing was like, dude, I'm not going to pay for you to go to college if you're going to be going to live in the music life on the weekend. Yeah. I don't want you to waste your grades. Cause I know you're not going to be able to make good grades doing this if you're going to do it the right way. Yeah. And yeah. me coming out of sports in college, funny enough, I was freaking out being like, no, dude, I need to go to school. Like, that just gives me anxiety thinking about like not being in college. You know, all my friends are in college. Like, that freaks me out. Having no backup and, plan. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It was like, it's scary, man. I was, I was, especially because I've been always been my whole life is super schedule oriented and like structure kind of deal. Yeah. So that was freaking me out. And uh, me and my mom go to MCSU. The mm-hmm. college down there yeah and uh we're going to orientation and they were both trying to tell me like hey you're not gonna be able to do this so i was going through orientation and finally i i realized that my parents were right after me talking to all these people like i was like man you know you forget you know during a summer it's easy to forget how uh, much work actually goes into college <laughs> so i was talking to all these people at orientation and they're like yeah you're gonna have this 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 and this and i'm sitting here like well i'm trying to go out of town every weekend you know and play <laughs> and so um, I got up in the middle of the orientation and mom was like, all right, you realize you're, are we ready to go? Are you done with this now? And I was like, yeah, let's go. And so we went to eat lunch and headed back to East Tennessee. And I ended up, because I already promised a friend that was going to MTSU, I would stay with him. So that first kind of few months, um, you know, all the way into 2019, I did live in Murfreesboro. Gotcha. That fall of 2018 or yeah, fall of 2018 and then spring of 2019. But then I ended up getting out of there and, did some couch surfing for a while and then found my way to Nashville. Now, now was that I'm, I'm guessing while you were in Murfreesboro, that's where you uh, you linked up with with friends of the show there, uh, Drake and yeah. Trey and Chandler, those guys. That's exactly right. That's how I landed. And man, all those guys, Chandler Brown, Drake Freeman, Trey Binkley, all those dudes, they're like. And I think it's going to become apparent very soon here in town by some of the phone calls I've been getting. I think these guys are diamonds in the rough they are they're just young dudes and they are not they're not so nashville you know what i mean like they they've been in murfreesboro they went to college obviously for music they're all extremely talented but they've not been in the nashville scene as long as some of these dudes are a little bit older than us yeah so i think with these songs that i've been having come out that have been making noise that i've either written with these guys or they've written and i've cut them um you know, I think a lot of people are about to know those dudes' names, you know, and, and I met them in Murfreesboro. So I got a lot, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't have the best time living out there because it was such a pain on the drive. So oh, no doubt. constantly driving to Nashville, man. And it's not that far, but when you're doing it, when you're doing an hour there, hour back every day, it gets like, oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, well, so, I mean they do. Those those guys are there, and and we're gonna talk about them again because we got to uh, talk about them when we get to your uh, latest singles here because they they had a part in a couple totally. of those. Uh, but uh, they are. I uh, I named them. I don't think they want the name, but I named them the Bird Dogs. So I sort of <laughs> I sort of gave them like if they come together as three as an actual band, I could see them as like a you know as like an Eagles. Uh, band, dude. I'm you know? telling you, I told them I want them to do a band all together. Yeah, they should do that. Yeah, I mean they. I mean they, they can all sing. They can all play. Exactly. It's like the Eagles. You got the Don Henley. You got Glenn Fry. You got you got Randy Miser. You got all of them, man. I'm just they're there, man. They're there. It's there. But anyways, uh, as far as Nashville, was it once you actually moved to Nashville? Was it it? intimidating because a lot of people i mean you know it's i mean you said you know you had your hookup at rca you're ready to go but it's still 
everybody's uh, an ace there, basically. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know if it's because of my age or what. I think I was less intimidated. Like, I would give anybody the advice. Not that I know anything at all. But, like, any advice I could give to anybody is that, like, it really helped that I was so young. I mean, I was, like, 21. Yeah. You know? So, like... It, it took a lot of the anxiety off of me that, like, all these guys around me that I was competing with were much older than me. Yeah. And, you know, when you get to that, like, you, when you get closer to, like, um, I don't know if there's, there's not a certain age, but the older you get, no matter any, who, who wants to admit it, you know, you put more pressure on yourself to be successful, in my opinion, you know? Yeah. And I, I think that really helped me out that, like, I am a very hungry person and, like, I want to outwork anybody that I'm competing with. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not going to be unrealistic. I'm going to be like, hey, man, you're 21 years old. Like, you got to learn a lot before you just go do something. Like, you're not going to get signed by somebody if you have no track record. Yeah. You know, that kind of deal. So I took a lot of my pressure off. and I was able I went out and it's really crazy how small the world it is in the music world when you actually get down to it here in town. Cause it you is. You can meet a lot of people in such a short time, like period of time, I feel like. and Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I was never very intimidated as more as I, I think my mindset was just never going towards that route as much as it was like, hey, I'm here to like beat you. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like I'm here. Like, I'm more like a hungry kind of competitive. Yeah. Mindset, I guess is what you call it. Yeah. I uh, it is funny how small it is. I, I, I've told a couple people that have been on the show from Nashville, but it, it's funny. I've had so many different types of artists from Nashville you know, rock artist, right. uh, pop artist, country artist, but I could, I'm almost positive I could connect all of them somehow. You know, I could say, oh, okay, sure. this person knows this producer, they work with this person, this, like, I mean, every single one of them, it's a six degrees of separation deal, but I know, like, I could easily just, yeah, this person, this, and, and it's like you said, I mean, it's competitive, but it's also friendly. I've always heard that. Totally. Like I've heard, you know, uh, and not to put L.A. down, but I've always heard that Nashville is friendly, and then L.A. It's much more like, all right, we're better than you. We're not talking to you. You, right. you, you do your thing. Right. We're gonna do our thing. Like, you know, where Nashville, Definitely. it's a little bit more like we're gonna. Let's... There's a lot more people supportive. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I gotta ask my standard question for Nashville. If I'm coming to Nashville right. and I call you up and I say, Hayden, I'm in Nashville, where are you telling me to eat? Where's your like go-to place that like if let, let's say you go out on tour for a long time and you need to feel like you're back in Nashville, what place do you want to eat to feel like I'm back? Man, this is a super super I feel like cliche answer. Are we going hot chicken? What we've been We're going hot chicken. Yeah. 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 I gotta do it, man. I gotta. We've been on like a massive Hattie B's kick lately. Mm. Um, now, one place I really want to try my my guitar player Bolton slash slash roommate. Uh, he have he has a big thing. He loves a place called Prince's. Oh yeah, and oh, I still yeah. haven't been. And I guess it's the original hot chicken joint. It's, and I yeah. am dying to go there. I'm I'm a I'm a fiend for some hot chicken, man. I I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Now it te- it, it it will usually it depends on you know how hot I go, but it usually will tear up my stomach. But I still I can't. It will. You, you can't will. stop. You you can't. You're like this is too delicious. My mouth no. is on fire. Well, my once eyes you're a couple are bites in, you forget about all the aftermath. You're like, hey, I'm already in. Let's get after. <laughs> it. 
You know what I mean? It's true. It's true. But Hattie B's is yeah. It's it's special. That's for sure. It's uh. It's it. And I haven't. You know, that's the thing. Is there are so many other good places in Nashville. I honestly haven't had too many people go with the the standard Hattie B's. So I mean, it's not like it's been over cliche to the question. Because I've got all kinds Dude, of... Dude, I love it, man. It's it's good. And now, I would also throw in, that's what I was saying, Bolton's uh, Hot Chicken. Try Bolton's out, Man, too. I've never been there. I need to go there. It's, uh, you know, they have hot chicken. They also have hot uh, fish. They do, like, the same sort of deal with, like, catfish and whatnot. Oh, like catfish. Yeah. I've heard about that. It's, uh, it's now that one, that one I, I, I heard about, actually, I randomly was just, like, flipping through the channels. And uh, back when uh, Anthony Bourdain was doing his show, when he went to Nashville, that was, like, where his friend took him. And uh, I was yeah. like, oh, I gotta, I gotta give that a shot. That looks good. That looks good. And uh, those, but I would say those are the three, you know, that you always hear are Hattie B's, Princess, yeah. and Bolton's. Those are the three. Totally. I'm sure you could find some that, you know, some diamond in the rough that nobody's really discovered oh, yet. Oh, yeah. You know? Hole, you know, there's got to be some hole in the walls out here. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that's the thing that amazes me about Nashville. It's just, I mean, it's it's music city, but it's also food city. It's just yeah, it is man every everywhere all kinds of good food now uh, going back real quick because uh, you were talking about it you know the competitive nature and and it, I actually saw that on a recent Instagram post you had you know you captioned tunnel vision nobody's outworking me and I mean yeah it, it's like it's like I said before it's true you seem to put in the you know the pure elbow grease like i mean you you yeah. don't you don't have a record label right now you don't have you know a, a full-on marketing team n no pr group really and right. and yet you've got you know your most recent single in less than two weeks is almost at a million views on youtube which is in, mm -hmm. in, insane uh, are are you wanting a record label before you put out a full album, or you, you're not really worried uh, about that? Man, to be honest, like it really just depends on what the great opportunity comes. I mean, my mindset has been like, no, I don't want a label. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, if a label comes to me with like an offer of like, and my friend, I don't know if you've heard of Priscilla Block. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, she was one of my friends. She blew up on, you know, TikTok. And now she's killing it right now. She's got a great opportunity with her label that they immediately, like, she had a song just about over you, which, like, for me, that'd be, like, my better off. Yeah. You know, and it was blowing up. And they immediately got her on a label. They started pushing that song on country radio. It's already top 20 on country radio. And she's on a tour, you know. So if they could offer me something like that, immediately great. But at the same time, I would love to, my immediate, like, thought process behind the whole deal, it was would love to get so big that it's like, hey, man, you can't get any bigger without a label. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I think that would be cool just because then both parties have something to offer to each other. But like I said, you know, if I get some sort of deal offer that's like, hey, you know, this is a no-brainer, man. Like, this is what's going to spark you. Because, yeah. you know, your biggest fear always is you don't want to get into a label and get shelved. You yeah. know, you never get to put music out when you want to put music out. You mm -hmm. know, that's the biggest fear of mine just because I've written some songs and got so many songs I want to cut that, like, I've already got a whole rollout. So, yeah. 
you know, I'm excited. I mean, I'm trying to put out another single that I know is going to do real well and probably the first of November right now. Maybe, you know, just seeing, I'm going I'm to milk this better off. I'd love for better off to get like a million on every platform before I put it out. Yeah. The I, next one. I don't think that's going to be that uh, hard. I think that'll be pretty fast. No, it looks but. like it's coming soon, man. And so, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's cool to see what you can do nowadays without a label. Yeah. The big thing about if you want, if you get on that label, man, and you know this, you get on that label, there's still the advantage. You can be a household name. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you could be a household name because no matter what people want to say, country radio is still a thing. You know, it still is a big thing. And that is what gets you on those big stages. And if you have that million dollars behind your single to radio and you have that tour support, it does change the game, but I feel like if you get to go to that label, once you have a bigger platform and you have a bigger following, you it's only going to help you say. that much more. So yeah. that's like, yeah, man, I'm just trying to be like when I said that post the other day, I, I, I told my girlfriend before I posted, I said, man, I don't, you know, people don't get pissed off at this, but I'm just saying there is nobody out working us because nobody at my level has played as much as I have. Yeah. And it's playing as much as I have on top of the internet following that we're gaining and everything. And it's, I am not ever hesitant to say something like I'm out working if I know I am. I mean, it's just a fact. Yeah. Well, now, I mean, you know, you're mentioning it, and it's funny because, I mean, it's it's like you mentioned Priscilla, and you're, you're talking about the hustle. And, and obviously, like, touring is a huge thing as far as that hustle. How how much do you right. think touring helps the career compared to social media? Because like you said, Priscilla blew up on TikTok. And, right. But, but you know, where where are they as far as those two things and your perception of your career? Man, I would just say that, you know, I didn't start blowing up on the internet really until, like, this year with, like, my first single Good As It Gets. Yeah. And so, I mean, I had a decent little following, obviously, but nothing like I'm starting to get, you know, on response-wise, numbers-wise, especially on the TikTok deal. Yeah. And, I don't know, man. There's just something different, though, about making those fans in person where, like, you're making relationships and, like, you're yeah. putting in that work. It's just to- it's just the old school fact of, like, I feel like music, no matter what people say with the internet, that aspect of music will never die where you do need to go cut your teeth. You know, yeah. you got to go cut your teeth and you got to go put in that work because some of those fans you make in person, they'll never forget you. If they bought a shirt at the show, they'll never forget you, you know? Whereas, like, the internet somebody can follow you for a while and then you know the algorithms these days they might not see one of your posts for six months forget about (laughs) you you know but it's just crazy oh yeah i don't know i think there's just so many pros and there's so many pros to both sides you know for sure i mean anything in the internet right now is just amazing what it can do for independent artists and that's what i think is a great platform and I think anybody that's not using that to their advantage is stupid if they're in the industry, you know? You need, Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, but I do. You, you can tell the impact. It's uh, when you when you post the pictures of you at a show with, uh, you know, like the, the 10-year-olds wearing your shirt that are, are super excited, so cool, super man. jazzed, yeah. to, you know, have their Hayden Kaufman shirt on. That's... Uh, that's got to be pretty awesome to to win over a fan. That's, totally, and they, you know they're gonna be they're gonna be like you said your your number one fan for their whole youth. Like, oh my god, I saw this guy. Oh, he was yeah. so nice. It was awesome. Like, it's uh, right. It's crazy, man. You see these kids and like those kids. Uh, I met a couple the other day that were at the show, and they, I mean, because kids are getting on social media so early these days. They were like, yeah, we listen to you on YouTube all the time. And I was like, hey. <laughs> 
that's freaking awesome. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. They're, they're responsible for a hundred thousand of those views, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I heard that your, your girlfriend has, she's, she was the one sort of giving you the, the ins and outs of TikTok creation. Was she the, is, is she, is she a lot of the help there in TikTok land? Oh yeah. T- totally, man. She, She's done a lot, like, with our friends that we've seen have success. Mm-hmm. Really, just a lot of it, you know, is going to see, hey, what are y'all doing that's working? Yeah. Or, like, she's always constantly digging in, like, what are the new trends and, like, what's working? So, yeah, she does a lot of that for me and does a lot of, like, when we make the videos, I'll have her do the, you know, putting the words on there. And so, she, she gets mad at me a lot because a lot of times <laughs> I'm like, hey, can you do this? And she's tired of it. But, you know, she's really freaking good at that kind of stuff. Yeah. I give her a lot of the, a lot of the credit for the TikTok stuff. She also was the one that eventually was just like, "Hey, you're gonna have to do this if you want to <laughs> progress." And I was, you know, at the beginning, I was like not really wanting to do it. Yeah, there's so many things on social media you have to do already. Oh yeah. But I gave in, and obviously, I'm reaping the, the benefits of it now. So. I'm going to keep sticking with it and oh, listening to her. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But she's she, we'll, we'll give her the title, so, Social Media Manager there. that's uh, Exactly. There we go. <laughs> uh, now, on the touring side of things, I noticed you're, you, you're, you're hitting up my old town, uh, old hometown several times in September. You're going Columbia, South Carolina like uh, three times. Yeah. Now, have you, have you played Columbia before? No, I've never played in in Columbia before. Nice, nice. You'll you'll enjoy it, man. It's a nice it's it's a nice music town. A lot of good. You're actually hitting up. I think I, I looked at a couple of the the locations. You're hitting up the two sort of venue areas, the Vista and Five Points area. You got two different yeah. areas that have uh, uh, good music. Usually, the Vista is a little bit of the older crew. The Five Points is the uh, USC crew. That's the university nice. crew. So, uh, and school will be back in. So, you will definitely have a, a good amount of folks coming to that show. Definitely be fun. Yeah, sure. I'm excited about that. They've uh, both the venues have already seen do a great job of uh, promoting. Yeah, promoting the shows already months out. So, I'm nice. excited to get down there. Nice. Well, let, let's talk your your newest music. Uh, first, let's talk uh, "Good as It Gets," the the older of the two newer songs. Uh, yeah. To me, absolute country classic here. I mean, you check all the boxes. You got a you got a good looking yeah. girl. She's doing cute things like not being able to dance. You got a little praying going on <laughs> right. in the song. You you reference George Strait. I mean, you can't you can't get better than that. So this was right. this was co written with Chandler. Um, give me a little bit of the info on how this song came about. Well, yeah, this is actually one of the ones that I uh, I cut that I wasn't even a writer on. Um, so Chandler Brown wrote this with uh, Trey Binkley mm-hmm. and a guy named, which I don't even know the other third writer. They wrote it, you know, funny enough, for a class at NCSU a couple years ago. Nice. Um, in one of their songwriting classes. That's impressive. Um, yeah, no kidding. And they showed it to me one day. And I was like, dude, that song has, like, my name written all over it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like... Um, I think I could do a lot with that song. I thought it was a cool song to come out of like the old era of my music. You know, I say old era, but you know, last year and like, cause a lot of the songs I put out last year, I had written when I first started writing and those were like, the best songs I wrote at that time. Right. But right. It just took forever to get those songs out. Yeah. And I thought it would be a great kickoff. And for sure, you know, I talked to those guys about me cutting it and they were super pumped about it. So 
Nice. The first time I put it on TikTok, it just kind of blew up, and I was like, all right, we've got to do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I got to put this out. Yeah, I mean, and the, and that's like what I was, uh, what we were talking about earlier. I mean, those guys, those guys know how to write. They can, they can, uh, they can, man. They can write some songs, but uh, bet, uh, better off is, I mean, as far as the music video, most popular yeah. song you've had. I mean, so far, it's you've already, like I said, oh, yeah, eight hundred thousand views on on YouTube right now. Uh, now oh, yeah. you now this song though you did co-write, but this was with yeah. this was with uh, Chandler and and Drake. Uh, no, actually, I wrote this with Drake and a guy named uh, Ethan Eskew. Yeah, uh, Ethan, that's right, uh, that's right. Drake and uh, Drake and yeah. Ethan, yeah, yeah. Drake and Ethan, we actually wrote it this year sometime in February, man, and like that was when I already had Good as It Gets coming out, you know, like I already knew that was going to be the next single. And then we wrote this song. I was like, dude, this is the next one after Good as It Gets. I mean, this is a banger, man. Like we wrote, yeah. the day we wrote it, I was like, this is, a, this is mean. And like, I was like, we can make this more rock and roll. It's different than a lot of my other stuff that's out, you know, yeah. we can make it real heavy. And, uh, man, it's been great. Like I said, like all the things that have happened in this short time, like since it's come out, man, it's been unreal. Like seeing the response to everybody, like TikTok obviously ran with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it's just been real cool. Now, now for the listeners that haven't watched the video, uh, you've got you've got a Debbie Downer uh, girlfriend in the video who's upset with your affinity for alcohol. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now your actual girlfriend that helps you with the TikToks, she's she's in the video, but she's not the girlfriend that breaks up with you. Uh, right. Now, right. Now, did your girlfriend w not want the role? Was she offered the role as the Debbie Downer, or did you not want her to be the one that broke yeah. up with you? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think she really wanted that role. You know, <laughs> and uh, also, you know, I, I always try to, you know, it, it's it's a it's a sad thing, it's a bad luck deal here in Nashville to have your girlfriend do the, the girl That's true. roles. You know what I mean? It's true. Just in case, you know, yeah. you never know. But. uh no, she was definitely cool with the. I don't even know if she wanted to be in it, but we made her get in at the end. Put the put the can on top of the the beer, uh, beer pyramid. Yes, yes, I, I saw her a small role there, or small role. Now, <laughs> I, I, I've been thinking, Hayden, if you need to cast somebody for another video, I can, I can, I can offer two roles. I think. If all right, I if if you need like an old intoxicated hippie. I could play that. So if you need that in a video, I can do that. Or like a Seven Eleven clerk. If you're going into All like right. a grocery, yeah. Like if you need that, either one of those guys, I'm your dude. Just, I know who to call. Just call me up. I'm ready to be on set. I'll be. I'll be <laughs> stellar for it. Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> one, one of my favorite things of the video is actually, uh, you know, I can't help it. I do it all the time on YouTube. I got to scroll the comments, man. You know, that's... Yo, uh, God. I, I know you don't. I, I, If I were you, I wouldn't. I just would be like, I'm not mm -hmm. doing it. I'm not doing it. But, like, right. I scrolled the comments, and one of the things I got to say, haters got to hate. And the only thing that they hated on, the only thing they hated on, I found it hilarious. They, they were like... Uh, the shirts and the equipment aren't very dirty for construction workers. Right. That was like four yeah. of them, and I was like, "It's a video, guys. What do you think? Like, <laughs> come on. What do you think they're gonna Dude, go? That's at? A, just ridiculous. 
I know. Hey, that's what I was saying. I was like, at least the hate comments weren't on the song. No, they were, they no. were on the outfit. On the and the realism of the video of oh totally, come on, man. Need these guys well, to, I be to be out. like y'all realize we're not construction workers, man. This is my <laughs> this is our band. <laughs> you know, this is a this is a music video. Exactly. You you realize these are props, right? We didn't just hop off the <laughs> the Tennessee interstate and like okay, let's film this thing, <laughs> right? But That's yeah, what I don't. Under, I don't think a few people understood that part of it. It's okay. They, they they apparently those those few folks wanted realism in their music videos, just extreme. <laughs> right. They wanted to feel the position, but uh, you know, for the right. most part, they. I mean, honestly, those were like the only haters. Like everything else was no, positive. Definitely. It was impressive. Uh, yeah. And it's it's a I'm fun excited. video. I got a dude. It was fun, man. I've got a, I've got a cool little. Uh, I've got a really funny clip for those people that I'm going to do. Nice. Not this next music video, but the one after that. I've nice. got a little, a little scene Just a I've little already fire got planned back. out for the, for nice. the haters. Yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, now, with the, uh, with the tunnel vision... Uh, what do you got for the rest of 2021? What's what uh, is it? Is it all touring? Or uh, I mean, I know you said you've got um, a lot of songs written. Is there, you know, yeah. what, what's going on? Well, a lot of touring. We're gonna be playing I, I, right now. I've announced all our shows we've got so far for uh, you know August, to, December, October. I was about to say, yeah. Um, but we're definitely gonna fill in that last bit of October there and uh, go in November, December, just hardcore. Definitely yeah. gonna release another song yeah. um, and another music video. Coming. Nice. Um, and then actually, uh, we haven't started doing it yet, but I'm gonna have at least like we're gonna do some sort of probably about eight video acoustic sessions for YouTube, but like full band, fully like produced, cool stuff. There we go. Cool. On some of the songs that are out, some covers, you know, some unreleased. Nice. Uh, I'm just trying to, especially we've been seeing some. I've never had any YouTube video do this, and I'm getting a bunch of subscribers and all that. So yeah. I'm gonna start feeding that beast and see what happens with it. But nice, man. Really, just a lot of content, a lot of playing, and then uh, one really, uh, really, really cool song and video that I'm super pumped to be a part of. Very nice, very nice. You think uh, it, it's gonna, it's gonna uh, uh, sh- overshadow all the all the songs up to this point. Dude, it's. I think it could. I think it could, man. And I think if it doesn't, I think it will have the same effect that Better Off did in another way. This 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 one's gonna tug at some heartstrings. Okay. This 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 is <laughs> this is a bit of the ballad coming. Yeah. Very yeah, nice. It's definitely. It's and once again, just like Better Off, it's way different than anything I put out, which nice always gets me excited. You know what I mean? Well, you gotta you gotta hit hit the fans with different different feels. You know, you gotta go totally. Keep keep them guessing, man. Keep them guessing. Now, yeah, the you gotta totally. you gotta make it. I mean, November December starts getting cold. You gotta make it down to Florida. Yes! You gotta come down. I know, man. Gotta come. A, me and my manager were just talking about that, trying to make a Florida run. Yes. Yeah. You gotta come down here, man. It will be fantastic. Come down here. Bring the bird dogs down. We'll have everybody. Yeah, we'll have bring them down. We'll have everybody in the studio. Do do a little jamming, man. <laughs> last time, last time Drake was down here, we did a little jamming. It was nice. It was real nice. That would be freaking awesome. For sure, for sure. Well, Hayden, we are up against a break, man. But I want to thank uh, thank you for coming on the show today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, man. I'm glad we we're able to make this happen. For sure, for sure. Listeners, you can check out all things Hayden Kaufman at HaydenKaufman.com or you can follow him on all the social medias like we were talking about, Instagram at Hayden Kaufman, or you can stream him on all streaming services, including YouTube there. 
Let's take a listen to Better Off right here on the Doc G Show. Here on the Doc A G show, Hayden Kaufman, better off right there. Written by uh, another Doc G alumni, Drake Freeman. Fantastic song. Fantastic. I don't really follow it. You know, I'm not uh, better off drinking a beer. Nope. Uh, I'm not a beer drinker. So you know. Girl, come on. Uh, are you a beer drinker, Mike? Do you ever get down on some beer? Uh, not really. Mostly tequila. I've been trying some kombuchas, though. The, the hard oh. kombuchas. 
pretty good. Oh, getting a little fermented action there. Yeah. A little yeah. prebiotic and fermented action. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Trying to combine health and fun at the same time. Nicely done, Mike. Pretty good. Nicely done. So true. Uh, yeah, I'm not, you know, I mean, that's when I made that video for Instagram. I was like, I don't have any ice cold beers in my <laughs> refrigerator. I literally, and that's not a joke, folks. If you saw that Instagram, those are my Cokes. And I do have them because I'm watching my calorie intake, okay? <laughs> I'm trying to stay healthy. It's not good to have a full-size soda, Sample guys. Size. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. You got to go down to the seven ounce. It's got to be It's got to be smaller. But uh, I on the food topic, have you ever had hot, uh, hot chicken from Nashville, Mike? No, but I want it. That sounds amazing. Oh, it's it's amazing. It is. It is. It is some. It's it's just so. Oh, it's it's so decadent, but it's also so hot. It's yeah. uh um, I mean, because now the the real deal hot chicken. If you don't know, Mike, and I, I've mentioned this several times on the show before, but the real deal about the hot chicken is, is they make fried chicken, and then you put a rub on the chicken of all the spices and the rub is sticking to the chicken because you put extra lard on the outside of the chicken Sweet. Mm. so you've got this grease all on the outside that's just got this delicious hot punch to it and wow. oh man oh oh and i mean really you gotta do hot chicken pretty bad before i don't like it like, I mean, it can, I mean, because it's one of those things. I love it. It's just one of those things that, like, a person will be like, how was it? And you're like, it's fried chicken. How is it not going to be good? <laughs> like, you're going to have to do fried chicken pretty effing horribly for me to be like, no. No, I couldn't eat that. Oh, it was horrible. Like, That's a fact. I'm always amazed. I don't know about you, but I'm amazed when people will say that. I'm just like, Really? Really? You have that much of a delicate palate that you you couldn't do it? It's just all right, all right. Now, have you been doing any like legs on uh, on uh, stand up, Mike? Have you been going outside of your area or sticking mainly West Coast? Hmm. Uh, it's been mostly West Coast stuff. I was I uh, did a show recently in um, it was uh Pennsylvania. It was like some like suburb of pittsburgh Mm. okay yeah okay well if you if if you're going if you're going to nashville if you get any uh shows set up there i hope so i i would say like like i mentioned with hayden we were talking about the three go-tos as far as uh, nashville hot chicken you're looking bolton's bolton's hot chicken um or prince's hot chicken Mm. Or the 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 most the standard that everybody knows, Hattie B's hot chicken, and Hattie B's actually now has locations outside of Nashville, so you can get it other places if you want, which is pretty pretty cool. Is Hattie and, B's? Yeah, Hattie B's. They have you one in Vegas. That. They have one in yeah. Vegas. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I didn't know they had one in Vegas, man. Yeah. That's crazy. I knew they had. Oh yeah, yeah. I just looked at yeah, crazy. There it is. Nice. N- Las Vegas. Checking yeah. that out. Man, they're starting to put them all over the place because they. I knew they had one in Atlanta. They also put one in Alabama now too. But yeah, it's it's definitely you know obviously I don't know I don't know if it's one of those places that uh, 
you know, when you get out of the original chains in Nashville, if it dips down any, but uh, if it's anywhere close to the original, watch out. Yeah. That's some good stuff right yeah. there. Watch out. It's one of those things, too, that, like, you know, the spice hits you, and you're like, holy Lord, that's pretty spicy. <laughs> but at the same time, you're like, uh, I'm too far deep now. It's too delicious. I can't stop. Like, I gotta. I just want to keep going. Like, you, you, it's spicy, but you want to keep it going. Yeah. Now, real quick, too, Bolton's also has fish. They're the only ones that have spicy fish, too. Same sort of deal, you know, fried fish in the same sort of idea. Yeah, so, sounds amazing. Little, little unique there, but definitely uh, since since you got one, man, you gotta you gotta give us the report. Definitely you gotta go to. try it. Give us the report. Uh, anyways, thank you to Hayden. Make sure, folks, you listen to Hayden Kaufman's new songs. He's coming out with a new single pretty soon, but check out his most recent releases. Uh, better uh, better Off and As Good As It Gets. Fantastic songs. You heard them here on the Doc G Show. Okay, Mike, last birthday a suit. Now, this one, let's see. You got Dr. Phil. You got half right, so you're at one and a half. So you can get two and a half. Uh, this one is... How are you? I think I brought this up before because I think we had one before. But how are you on boxing? Hmm. I'm okay. I know some boxing stuff. I know some boxing. This figures. is this is arguably the most historic and most uh, well-known historic boxer. Historic, uh, only undefeated boxer. So, anyways, hmm. born on September twenty uh, or September first, nineteen twenty-three. In Brockton, Massachusetts, our birthday suit wearer was a first-generation American with both of his parents being immigrants from Italy. When he was young, he started lifting homemade weights and hitting a mailbag as a punching bag. In 10th grade, he dropped out of school and started taking random jobs to make money for the family. He was a ditch digger, a railroad worker, and a delivery truck man. When he was 20 years old, he joined the Army and fought during World War II. He was an amateur boxer on the side, and he was a pretty good amateur boxer, but not that great. His record was 8-4. and four. He decided to go professional in 1948. In 1952, he finally fought for the World Heavyweight Championship against Jersey Joe Walcott. On bir uh, uh, our birthday suit wearer won by knockout in the 13th round. He had six title defenses and went 6-0 and in those title defenses. When he was 32 years old in 1956, he decided to retire from boxing. He retired with a record of 49-0. and The only boxer to win the national or the uh, world championship and go undefeated. Name that birthday suit wearer. Uh, I'm going to have to guess on this one. Joe Frazier? Mm, ah. Way too old for Joe. Yeah. Uh, guess guess a, a name associated with a very famous boxing movie. Hmm. Very famous boxing movie. Rocky? Rocky is correct. Probably won't get his last name. Uh, know his last name? Rocky, nah. I Think don't. Italian. Okay. <laughs> Rocky Marciano. Marciano. Rocky. Yes, Rocky Marciano, 49-0. and 0. Uh, A lot of people will say he's the, you know, like he's the best f uh, boxer of all time. It's one of those that I, I don't know if I can agree with. 
I, you know, like, I mean, he did go, I mean, he's, he's the best by the sense that he, uh, you know, he never lost yeah. and his, his knockout to win percentage was 87.8. So, you know, almost all of those, he knocked them out. Wow. You know, yeah. So, I mean, that's. That's pretty impressive, but you also have to remember at that time a lot of the fights were going like an insane like twenty rounds. So you know he knocked them out uh, like in the fifteenth round, and you're like, holy crap, that's it's a long fight, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he uh, he died sadly 1969, day before his birthday, uh, in a uh, in a plane. A plane wreck. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Right, uh, a year before his, or a day before his forty-sixth birthday. Uh, but some people will call. Some people do call him uh, the greatest boxer of all time. Definitely up there. He is one of the best, if not the best. Uh, let's see here. ESPN uh, listed him in their fiftieth greatest boxers of all time as uh, number fourteenth, and was the fifth highest ranked heavyweight. Uh, behind Muhammad Ali, Joe Lewis, Jack Johnson, Jack Dempsey. So, there you go. So, you know, definitely, like I said, one of the best. Some people say the best. You know, I'd, I'd give Muhammad Ali the edge over him. I'd give Joe Lewis the edge over him. Probably a couple of others. I might even look into uh, Joe Frazier, like you said. I'm a huge <laughs> Joe Frazier fan. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've got I've got like five Joe Frazier shirts. Really? Uh, so you know. Oh yeah. Have you ever heard the company Roots of Fight, Mike? No. Roots of Fight. Mm -mm. Roots of Fights got really popular because people like Jack, uh, like uh, Jay Z, wore the shirts back like ten years ago. Um, but they make basically shirts about all kinds of different uh, famous sports uh, figures, and they started with all uh, boxing. So nice. they had all these shirts of Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier, uh, Mike Tyson, uh, Holyfield, and uh, I bought a lot of them, and they were way too expensive, but I bought a lot of them. <laughs> what were they and, called? What uh, were they called again? I'm sorry. What Roots of Fight. Roots of Fight. Yes. Rootsoffight.com. They got all kinds of different things, and this is not a plug for them, guys. I'm just saying. I bought a lot of them, and I probably shouldn't have because they're pretty expensive, but you know what? They're cool shirts, and I like yeah, them, so they are there you cool. go. They are cool. Yeah. I see them. Anyways, happy birthday to Rocky Marciano. I think they have. I'm pretty positive they have Rocky Marciano shirts, too. He would have been uh, 98 today. Would have been his 98th birthday. Sadly, didn't make it there, but happy birthday nonetheless. Mike, we have got some fantastic shows coming up. I got one loaded up here. For next week, David Ferguson. Very excited about David coming on the show. He's got a new single coming out. Uh, David's an amazing uh, performer. Uh, he's also really well known as being an engineer and producer. He's a Grammy Award winning uh, engineer. Uh, he's, he's worked with all kinds of folks. You want to know some of the folks he's worked with? He's yeah, worked with John worked? and Cash. Wow. John and Cash. Yeah, he's worked with John Prine. He's worked with Sturgill Simpson. He's worked with so many famous and big-time musicians. And he's got his new album coming out, his own album. 
So it's very exciting to talk about his own album. He just released the newest single from it called Chardonnay with Margot Price, who I'm guessing most listeners have heard of Margot Price. Big, big time in the uh, Americana uh, music world. But can't wait to have him on the show. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, other than that, I'm going to keep the other ones under wraps for right now. But okay. we got to wrap up the show for right now. Listeners, don't worry. Of course, next week we'll have more animal fights. Don't worry. <laughs> Hypothetical animal fights coming your way. Me, of course, Doc G, and with me, as per usual, Mikey Maximus Fernicus Charette. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. Of course. Of course it has. It has. And until next week, zip it up and zip it out. Zip it a doo-dah.